In the Pits is partnered with Pod Runners Union. Follow Pod Runners Union on Instagram to find strength in union and celebrate our sports pit crew. Send in photos to represent your union local and be featured. Stealing pods for undeserving teams. It's a living. In the Pits is partnered with Mariachi Aguilas de Oro. Based in Austin and servicing the surrounding areas, these golden eagles will bring life to any event you are having, from birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, corporate events, or even a simple performance to enjoy. Guillermo Padilla, one of their trumpet players, is also a member of the Texas paintball scene. Visit them on Facebook and Instagram to check out some of their past performances, or give them a call to book them for your event today. In the Pits is partnered with Bem Raps. Behind every mask is a unique and creative player. Tap into it when you order your next custom headpiece. Their Build a Band lets you communicate with them one-on-one to make your order just the way you want, all the way down to the color of the stitch. Check out their Instagram, at BEMRAPS, for drops and build videos of them working on orders. They offer very competitive pricing, so reach out today to get started on your own one-of-a-kind headpiece. In the Pits is partnered with Uno's Jerky. Made right here in the state of Texas by J.C. Lamon, Uno's has some of the best tasting jerky around, and each flavor has ties back to Texas paintball. I personally recommend the Texas Titan flavor. Head to unosjerky.com and use code PITS10, where a portion of every purchase will go back into the Texas paintball scene. In the Pits is partnered with Hydra. Designed by players for players, you can outfit yourself in Hydra gear from head to toe. Have confidence that when you make a purchase from Hydra, you are purchasing a well-tested and well-thought-out product, trusted by several top teams, including first-place semi-pro team, paintballfit.com. I personally recommend their Hydra Black knee pads. Purchases over $100 receive free shipping. Head to hydra.fit to browse their selection and discover the Hydra mentality. In the Pits is partnered with XTPL Events. The Extreme Tournament Paintball League is a series put on by the Lukau family of paintball fit fame that gives the opportunity for players to learn and grow together as a team. Three-man, Challengers and Champions X-Ball, Draft Mech X-Ball, and even Youth 3v3, there's something for everyone at XTPL. Not to mention prize tosses, raffles, and the infamous paintball munching contest. Events happen throughout the year, and the prizes never disappoint. Sign up for an XTPL event today on PB Leagues. In the Pits is partnered with Skull Monkeys Paintball. Equip, engage, excel. In the Pits is sponsored by FU Athletics, created with a purpose and focused on building a better you. We are a brand that matters in your workout, and every purchase gives back to cancer research. Go to thefuathletics.com and use code INTHEPITS25 for 25% off of your order. In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, 
experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome everybody to episode 62 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week we'll have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. This episode we have a roundtable discussion with some top paintball brands within Texas. We are joined by JC Lamone of Uno's Jerky, last minute edition JD Lucow of Hydra, XCPL Events, and Paintball Fit, uh, Ryan Brand of San Antonio X Factor and Project Paintball, and Brian Wolf of Verbal. Gentlemen, how are you all doing this evening? Doing great. Happy to be here. I am alive and well, not flooded <laughs> in. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, all right. Doing amazing. Good to hear it, guys. Uh, thank you all so much again for coming in on this one. It's gonna be a gonna be a new format, a little bit of an experiment here, but uh, should be should be some good discussion. Um, so let's let's start with a little bit of introduction. So for uh, this question is brought to us by XTPL Events. So uh, we're just gonna go around here, uh, JC. Let's start with you. So for those listening that maybe don't know who you are, or don't know about you. Uh, could you introduce yourself and your brand, what your brand is, and then uh, also how long you've uh, been building this brand? Yeah, so uh, my name is JC Uno Limon. Uh, everyone calls me Uno. My brand is Uno's Jerky. It is the best jerky in Texas that I know of so far. Um, I've been building it since um, 2020, something like that. I think it was like during COVID. That's when I started this whole thing. Sweet. Let's go with uh, JD next. Oh, JD, I think you're muted there. Yeah, well. Oh, we still can't hear you here. So while uh, JD's getting that figured out, uh, let's go ahead and go to Ryan. All right. Yeah, I'm Ryan Brand. Um, you know, I've been at the uh, paintball thing for a while now and uh, kind of moved into the business uh, side of things in uh, 2019 when we started Project. Well, Brian? I'm Brian Wolf uh, or Verbal, and I'm a videographer, and uh, I've been working on this since uh, about 2019 myself. Sweet. Uh, let's see, JD, any luck on your microphone situation there? No, we still cannot hear you. Um, I don't know if there's anything I can do on my end here. Um, so we'll uh, have JD introduce himself here in a second. But uh, while he's getting this figured out, I'll I'll introduce him. Uh, I mean, there's not enough words that I can use here to introduce this man properly. But he's uh, got obviously paintball fit, XTPL events, Hydra, uh, all different brands. I think paintball fit must have started in what 2016 2015 2018 2022 okay so yeah we're still 
so yeah we'll we'll get jd on here whenever his uh audio issues are figured out um so anyways uh kind of moving forward here so this first question is brought to us by skull monkeys paintball so let's uh let's open the first topic here uh i think he's good hang on is it working now yep there There we are sir yes we can okay sorry about that so uh real quick sorry to to rewind there uh xtpl actually started in 2022 can you hear me now yes okay so 2020 or not 2022 i'm sorry 2002 that sounds more like Uh, (laughs) i used to do yeah 2002 i started the xtpl and um, we used to bounce around at all the different uh, fields. We played uh, a local field that was here in Waxahachie. We played in Forney um, at official paintball. We had uh, fun on the run, adrenaline zone uh, for any old uh, paintballers that are around. That was an amazing park back in the day on Grapevine Lake. Um, so my XTPLs kind of bounced all the way around. And it was, it was greatness. I loved playing paintball back in 2002. We went all the way to 2000 and I think it was 2005, 2006 when paintball started taking a dive and different people, different businesses were going out. The tournament scene took a big nose dive. Um, so kind of put it up for a little while. Still was doing tournament stuff, but uh, that was the that was the lifespan of uh, the XTPL. And then paintball fit when we opened up paintball fit in 2016 we brought back the XTPL again. So, and we're still here today. There it is. And then uh, when did you start your Hydra brand? So my Hydra brand actually, so I've been in paintball since 1988. I started as right out of high school playing paintball and uh, to open up my store in 93 here at Paintball Waxahachie. And all along, I've, I've worn them all. I've worn all the different pads, all everything. But when Johnny was a teenager, he got hurt playing football. And uh, so his, his knee was, uh, was an issue. And the dye knee pads were the best thing on the market for him. Um, but it wasn't enough after his injury. And so then I started out with uh, coming up with something else. And by 2016, I kind of perfected what I was making for him. And then with the onset of paintball fit, more and more people started like seeing it and going, what is that? What is he wearing? Where do I get those? And then I started making them for him and that's where Hydra came from. Very cool. And those were, those must've been the the blue knee pads, right? Well, prior to that, to, to, to they were weightlifting knee pads. They were actually rogue knee pads um, that I was purchasing and then adding padding to them because they gave the support for his his hurt knee, um, but it, he needed the extra padding too. The the sleeve itself was not enough, and so then out of the necessity, developed the hydro knee pad. And yes, the very first ones were the classics. Mm-hmm. So, got the it. Blue ones. Sweet, very cool. All right, so uh, so this first question uh, is brought, again brought to us by Skull Monkeys Paintball. Uh, so just we're going to start from the from the beginning here so for uh let's start like you know building a brand from day one so where what are i guess uh where where's the step one where where have y'all found success as far as like taking that first step research for sure i mean you can't research enough gotta research everything that you want to do 
you know, what licenses do you need? Um, you know, what a sales tax permit is, um, getting your EIN, like you just got to research everything before you even decide to, you know, move forward with what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's, that's real good stuff. I don't know. I didn't think I would end up being a brand, but, uh, you know, you just keep building and, and all of a sudden you're, you're looking into these regulations on what you can and can't do. And, um, you know, you, you pay attention to those, but, uh, yeah, for me, it just started with posting content and, uh, that's, that's the word these days is content, 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 content. Um, so yeah, that's where it started for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think JC makes a good point too, is that, um, you know, without a EIN and, and, you know, registering with your state, um, you can't even open a bank account, you know, business bank accounts. There's a lot of things that um, you might get a little too far ahead of yourself, um, but if you don't kind of dot your eyes right away, um, you might be kind of playing back, you know, backtracking through stuff. Um, but to me also, I think the biggest thing when trying to figure out the brand and the concept you're trying to implement um, is trying to figure out looking at the market and understanding what you want to do that's different and that's not like everyone else is doing. Or if you have a great idea, you know, like JD, it's like he had uh, a concept of like, my son needs a better knee pad. You know, is there anyone in this industry making one? Uh, no, not to this need. Well, I think I could do that. And I think more the more successful businesses are often looking um, to innovate in a way, um, be it if they're just bringing something to paintball uh, that isn't already in there. But I, what I see a lot of these days is a lot of brands popping up that are more so just trying to make the same exact products that a lot of other brands are doing and being successful with. And, and, to, and maybe they're going to you know, emulate that a bit and then put their own twist on it. But I think that is a little bit more of a difficult market to break into unless you kind of have a strong concept that's going to stand on its own two legs. I agree. I, I believe that if you're going to start a business, um, like JC said, you definitely have to get that stuff in, in order as far as the business, because you have to have all those things to even get a bank account. And if you're going to start a business, make money, you got to have somewhere to deposit it. So all that stuff is an absolute. Um, it seems a little hard and a little daunting at first, but you can ask a few buddies real quick and they'll, they'll help lead you on what you need to do. It's not that hard. Um, but like Brian or like Ryan just said, um, if you have an idea, that's truly what it takes to start a business. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of copycats out there that want to do things and, and I, I, it's just, I don't think that that's a good concept for a business. I think that if you have something that you believe in, you have potential of having a great business because you have to love what you do. You've, you've heard it a thousand times, but if you don't love what you do, now it's work. And man, that's, that's rough. You better, you, I hope, I, I wish you the best. But if you love what you're making, um, I think that you're going to succeed. If you love what you're doing, I'd rather spend the next 20 years of my life trying to bring a product of my baby to life then 20 years from now look back and go fuck i wish i would have went for it so right and i guess my my perspective with the podcast brand is a little bit different because i don't really have a like a lot of overhead or expenses like really i'm just paying for uh just the the 
podcast hosting platform and that's about it. Other than that, like, uh, it's just microphone camera and just time. So, uh, at least from my perspective, without a lot of like costs, uh, it's more just, Hey, it's, it's first, you have to start with your idea. What are you, you know, what do you think your idea is? Are you passionate about it? Is it something that you want to, or, or at least can you see yourself like, uh, making it last versus, uh, like it being a copycat idea and you're more so just riding a wave. Cause if, if you are riding a wave, that wave is going to end that trend is, you know, people are going to move on from whatever trend it is. So is, is that your plan to just ride a wave for a week, a month, three to six months, or, uh, is it going to be something that you're going to really enjoy doing? And then, uh, kind of step two on that, you know, JC was saying, do, you know, do your research, do a lot of the, uh, stuff as far as like, uh, structurally getting your, your brand sound. Um, and there's, uh, as far as that goes, like whenever you all were starting your brand, were you just kind of look like Googling stuff or did you have contacts that you were uh, asking around with maybe other people either within paintball or outside of paintball that were doing, you know, maybe something similar. Did you like, where were you drawing your inspiration from? Yeah. A lot of it came from um, just talking like um, I'd pass out my jerky, right? Everyone said it was great. So the next time I came to the field, I brought some more. Everyone loved it. Someone said, dude, I'll give you five bucks for whatever you have on you. And that's kind of where like the idea just took off, right? I wasn't really like doing anything at first. And then I was like, I can make this into a business. But I don't know if you've ever looked. I'm very observant when it comes to packaging, but there's like a stamp on the packaging of meat. Like in every meat that you buy, it says inspected by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, right? So I remembered that I was like, there's something that I have to do to be able to make this legit. So at first it was just going through vacuum sealed packaging because I did not have the oxygen absorbing packets. So yes, it was just purely Googling and learning trial by error on my end because I didn't do enough research. When I say do your research, it's coming from experience. I didn't do a lot of research at first. And next thing I know, I'm Googling how to manufacture my own jerky like in a cloud kitchen like it just it kind of just ramps up as you're going well, you i think the, the llc thing is a very good thing just to cover my liability um so uh, i had some people and i talked about that and we're like well yeah let's just get a llc going so we can make sure that we're good on that end um but uh yeah i just had contacts that i got in touch with and and uh uh, I took it from there. For me, my, uh, like the, the XTPL, that came from being a paintball player and playing paintball. And then uh, in 96, I was vice president of the TCC, which was the 10-man uh, Council of Captains here, the Texas Council of Captains here in, in Texas. And so I was, I ran that for that whole year. Well, vice president of it under uh, John Kirkpatrick. And uh, the next year they wanted me to run for president. And I decided that I didn't want to do that because I wasn't getting paid to do anything for that. I was just doing it. And when you're in charge, you, 
And when everything goes right, it's because you did what you were supposed to do. When everything goes wrong, hey, motherfucker, you fucked up. So, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for myself. So I started running my own tournaments for my team to earn money to go to World Cup and to, and to travel and do all that stuff. And uh, that's, and by 2002 is when I started the XTPL because, you know, I kind of learned it from people like yourselves and, you know, uh, that were out there playing paintball. Um, and it's easy to ask people questions. So whatever your business that you want to start, I promise you, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, the best people in the world are paintball players. There's somebody out here that knows something about what you need to know, whether it's a lawyer that can help you figure out what what uh, Brian just said, get an LLC. That is the best thing I've heard so far. LLC all day long. Go get an LLC. It's not that expensive. You got to get it just for the liability part. But uh, just ask. There's so many of us that want to help everybody, I hope. Um, and uh, that's what you need to do is to ask some people and there's a lot of us because that's how I got my inspiration to do the tournament scene and do it is because I was already doing it and then realized uh, like JC said it's like what do I got to do this for myself what do I got to do a little bit of homework and with the proper motivation you can do anything I think my third grade teacher told me that and uh, she was right Ms. Bagley thank you so I think that's a really good point uh, just in general about paintball is uh, that we know someone that does everything. Um, so uh, I think, I think that's one of the things that keeps us all coming back is that, you know, there's all different kinds of people out there and, you know, there's always, you know, you always got some homie, you know, what, what do you need? need? All right. I need a plumber. All right. You know, hit up my buddy Rob. It's like, all right, cool. But yeah, that's one of the best parts of paintball for sure. Absolutely. For sure. And, and I think a lot of people that genuinely want to help, other people that are involved in the same passion that they, that they have. Um, and even like in a business sense, like I've had people share ideas with me. I've shared ideas with other people that are, are good, solid ideas that, you know, I'm not asking, you know, giving them advice and coming back and saying, Oh, but I, that's my idea. I want to make some money off of you. And they're not doing the same to me. Like we want each other to do well and not everyone has time to, start their own business or, or do these types of things they might have a career or a family that that's just they don't want to be an entrepreneur uh so i think just communicating with the other people and the brothers around you um, there's a lot of great ideas going around for sure um so um after i guess eventually or maybe even alongside kind of identifying your idea and uh working on uh kind of getting your structure sound uh, how have you guys identified basically like who your target audience is or if over time as your brand has grown and evolved, if your target audience or your idea of your target audience, if it's changed at all? Uh, I'm, go ahead, JC. I'm sure for verbal it's changed a lot, hasn't it? Or pretty consistent. I mean, I don't know. It's it's. I just want to get people to see paintball. That's That's my brand is... I just want people to watch a goofy paintball video or whatever. Um, uh, what my stuff has come down to eventually is eventually short bus clips. If you know what short bus is, it's just, you know, goofy little clips of, you know, people messing up or whatever. And that's the stuff that everyone wants to see because we're all human. We all, you know, make goofy little moves sometimes. So, um, yeah, my audience is just, I just want anyone and everyone to see paintball and, uh, you know, just have a little, 
little uh you know idea of what it's about and maybe uh you know we can get them to come out and play some night ball or whatever you know whatever we got going on so just want to say if you can get nikki cuba todd martinez and catfish on an episode of short bus again i mean how much will the it cost us <laughs> the ultimate reunion that'd be great that'd be sick that'd, that would be the views up for sure we could do yeah. it. I'll just put the clips together. We can do it. We can do it for sure. <laughs> we'll just serve a platter of delicious, just beautiful clips for them to just, you know, go at it. <laughs> I think um, Verbal and I kind of have the same feeling when we just want people to, you know, have our product. That's for me. I just want everyone to have just a taste of my jerky. And um, as long as they don't spit it out, I'm pretty happy with it, you know. Um, but I do hold it to high standards. It's just... Uh, it's like Ryan said earlier, what does the sport need or what does my passion need or what do I need to do to be a part of this, right? So I saw paintball and everyone's making headbands, everyone's making jerseys, everyone's making something paintball related. I was like, I kept hearing transcend and I was like, that's cool. I go, no one has like just protein, just protein in general, right? And I just did something. I'm good at cooking. So I put my cooking to the test and made some jerky made some really horrible jerky the first time ever like terrible it felt like you were biting into a hockey puck you would not believe it if you taste it now but back then i did not slice anything i put the whole patty in i bit into it oh it was terrible but oh, looks like we may have lost jc there for a sec um so one thing i i guess i want to ask um and put this out there for the whole, like obviously all of our brands have started within the paintball scene, but is like, do you still view your target audience as within paintball or like Brian, I know for you, obviously you're, uh, Oh, looks like JC's back, but, uh, let me finish this real quick. So Brian, obviously for you, your, um, content, like you're getting on some of your posts, several million views and they're, you know, I'm, I don't know. I, you know, several million viewers out there probably aren't all paintball players or tournament paintball players. So like, how are you handling, I guess, approaching the idea that your general audience is like outside of the paintball scene? Yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, it's, it's crazy when one of those things goes just wild. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, so doing media for four years now and trying to figure out these algorithms um uh you you really can't figure them out uh I, i've learned that you just want to throw uh as much as you can at it uh just keep just keep putting stuff out there and uh but it's really cool to see um what some of these videos do and um because i think tom cole said that we had like three million players last year is what he was quoted at and uh yeah we're definitely seeing way more returns than just three million so people are very curious about it um people like to roast uh, reloads when people just dump paintballs all over the ground and then my favorite comment is that oh well they're sponsored and uh sure they may be sponsored but uh, all those paintballs aren't free that's for sure yeah someone's eating uh yeah. brian i got a question for you um when you know when you're doing traditional sports and i know you used to do a little bit more basketball than you do now when you've done football um, what kind of numbers would you see? Do you feel like the paintball stuff um, produces a lot more views than the traditional sports? And what do you attribute that to, if so? 
Um, I do think it does better for me. I think that's niche. Um, I think finding the niche is very important uh, in my brand, especially. And I've, I've learned that um, paintball is my niche and that's fine and it's great. And then, you know, I just deliver as high quality content as I can to it. Um, cause it's crazy. Cause I'll post a clip of like, uh, Luka Doncic doing like the craziest move, you know, cooking somebody, um, you know, super high quality looks great, but, uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of people that are able to do that in these, uh, more traditional sports. So then in paintball, you know, when you see that and you're like, wow, and it's like, all right, so that's the niche and, uh, yeah, really, really ran with that. For sure. Yeah. It just seems like the algorithm almost like more likely to go viral on some of these paintball clips than an awesome, you know, clip of the Mavericks. And it, I guess that's just maybe because it seems like it's serving to more non paintball players than traditional sports. Where the, and it's like, it's just interesting to me, right? It's like they, yeah. uh, yeah. And you can tell from the comments. Cause you, it's different. Yeah. yeah. Right. So for the, for the better overall good of paintball, um, the number one comment that we get is that they should have limited ammo. So we should we should mark that down. Um, we should you know adopt the Europe style with four pods and a hopper. I guess uh, that's that's what the uh, internet says. So um, yeah, that's 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 where we're at. Your followers want us to see us playing Magfed out there, which but yeah, we'll see. pretty, pretty much they, they want yeah. to see people with a hundred paintballs. Yeah, they yeah, want to see a hundred paintballs, and then who will get the most eliminations with a hundred paintballs? You know, going out there and and there's totally, there's totally, that's totally a, you know, its own, its own thing, and people want to see that. People want to see that more tactical stuff, but uh, yeah, that's not, that's not for me. No. I would not be opposed to a, like a magfed tournament. I think it that would, it would be, be really cool. I think it would be cool <laughs> too. To be honest, it, it would be very fun, but I, I do Diddy, enjoy... make it happen, right? <laughs> I was gonna say, we, we could definitely do that, and it, it is super fun because I, I think I'm not gonna say the most fun that I've had playing paintball, but some of the most fun that I've had playing was back when I used to play pump, and everybody was pump. Those were amazing games, they were it was so much fun, and it's really hard to explain that to people. But when you get out there and you're playing a game and like that it it's pretty awesome um i knew guys that could come out there and play against us and they would literally play with the pgp pistol and they would win and it's just like what the fuck but they made every shot count and i think a lot of the people that are talking on brian's stuff at home that say that kind of stuff don't actually play paintball i think there's a lot of armchair bandits out there they're like oh you guys can't hit the broadside of a barn you know get 100 rounds and get out there and play that's where they're coming from. And I, and I truly believe that people outside the net don't understand what it's like inside the net. They just don't. It, it's scenario players do not really comprehend what we do with tournament paintball. They, and I see it every weekend. They come up from Mad Dogs and they watch and they're just like, what the hell? You guys can't shoot anything. They, they, don't, they don't get the concept of what actually is happening out there. But once I get them to step into the net, then they realize it. And um, I think that, I, I believe that all those people are saying that, but the real beauty is get them in the net, get them playing, and you just want to shoot your gun. It's awesome. You just that want to shoot that goes paint. back to my um, most basic thing. Like people coming on posts, and it's just a guy just, you know, shooting 
and and they'll be like well what's the fun of this and i'm like well you know just shooting a paintball gun is very fun to me so you know you just start off base level it's fun right there so right and kind of along those lines i guess the the question i have for y'all um you know, along like the internet comments line is how do you guys handle feedback? So this one's actually brought to us by JC who knows jerky. So either feedback, maybe from online comments, from fans, from customers, from online trolls. And, uh, how do you handle it? How do you receive it? How do you, I guess, process it all? I mean, I don't know how everybody else handles it like each one but usually when it's um like real feedback like when it's constructive you know um it's welcomed you know the trolls um i don't even i don't i mean they're just trolls right like i kind of brush that off um but when it comes to positive feedback i really do take that into like consideration and into heart because um that's what we strive for right we strive to have like the best product that we could possibly put out and when people like it we know that we're doing a great job right we always want to strive for better as you know me i'm always striving for better i have this jerky like at a super high standard where everything's way to great like literally to the gram so i'm always striving for better but we welcome it i welcome it in specific because i want to make sure my jerky's good my worst fear is someone spitting it out and um yeah, that would that would probably break me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, from my perspective, it's it's interesting because like I've I've worked within the social media space for the past fourteen years, and I've noticed just a trend of a lot more negativity. Um, and it seems like it's just every year it's getting a little bit worse. Um, so like. For as far as project goes, like one of my favorite things about the business is getting to communicate with our customers and really with our people that are actually purchasing our stuff, have purchased our stuff, are thinking about purchasing our stuff and really communicating with those people, getting their feedback, um, you know, pros, cons, those types of that feedback um, I love to have. Um, but then you also have these people that are, they just literally, you can go on their feed and and click you can be in a group on a facebook group or something and click you know their name and it shows all their posts and it's like they've only posted 20 times in this group and 19 of them have been just ripping some product or some brand or some player and it's just they're doing nothing but spewing negativity out there like it's a that's their passion and personally like i don't i don't uh vibe well with that you know i just i don't think those guys are bringing any more positivity into this world it's not that their opinion isn't, you know, valid or, or whatnot, but I don't think it's helping anybody. Um, so those type of people and call it, and that's even different than the trolls. The trolls are just trolling you to get a rise and it's a bit of a game for them. I'm talking about the people that just seem like they wake up on the wrong side of the day every day. Um, that's just, I don't personally really want their feedback. I want the feedback from people that are, um, you know, have some, they like some things and they don't like some things and please let me know so I can make my products better. That's where I'm at with it. I, I agree with that. Um, I, uh, I take all feedback, good, bad, and different. And sometimes you have to look at somebody and go, there's no help in this guy. Um, there's, he's, he's just coming from nowhere. And you're like, like Ryan just said, 
all they give is they're just pissed off at the world and they're just going to hate no matter what it is or they have some kind of a weird of agenda agenda but um on the paintball side of stuff if a customer or, or is shows up and they're they're buying gear and they just don't like what it is i'm like okay well what's the problem we'll just try to figure that out on the tournament side of stuff players that come in if they have a problem with a call or whatever i need it i want that kind of Come and question me. Ask me, why are you doing it this way? Because I promise you, Johnny or Colt or myself or somebody is going to, we're going to give you an answer. Well, this is why it happened. Or you know what? That's a legitimate problem. Let's fix, let's get to the bottom of this. Um, never would I want to brush somebody off because I don't want to get, I've been brushed off at tournaments and it uh, doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. Um, for, on, the, on my Hydra side, with, with my, that product there, I love when people complain about something because then I'm like, okay, how can I make it better? Because earlier when you asked about who, who do I, where, where's my people that I uh, make my product for or whatnot, I forget the exact words of the question, um, it's myself. I, I make things that I like and that my sons like, and then that allows me to go out to everybody else. I am blessed that I have totally different sons, you know, different sizes and everything. So I'm able to see all these different things and I'm blessed with the different players at our field. So I have all the way down to extra small kids. Um, so I'm able to find different things. And from that, when people complain about my knee pad and they're like, oh, it, it's, you know, it's too tight. It bunches behind my knee and it bothers me, you know, like, like my regular Hydra knee pad, because people complained, we started working on it. And so that's why it's important to have people give me feedback, because as long as it's constructive criticism, then I can work with it. And then that's when we came out with these, which are the cutouts that don't have it. So they are no longer be out there. So criticism is a good thing. Um, anybody that doesn't want to listen to your critics, you're doomed. You need to listen to your critics. You know, so I'm all about it. Um, people how do we receive it i get emails uh, madison's great she answers emails if people have an issue with shipping problem or whatever we try to stay on top of it um, with everything so i think criticism is a good thing but like like ryan said sometimes you get people like i've got one guy that complained about my park said all these horrible things big long review about our park then i went and i looked him up he's like a 60 year old dude I've never seen this guy in my life, and I realized oh, he's my freaking neighbor. He just hates the paintball park. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, some people you just can't please. Yeah, yeah. So this one, I mean, for me, uh, whatever, uh, you know, just get in the comments and just get people all riled up for the most part. As long as it's you know not hateful or whatever, it's you know, I, I that helps the media stuff. You know, helps the you know, all press is good press kind of thing, which is super weird. Um, sometimes you just have to face palm and just kind of just shake your head and read the comment and be like, thanks, buddy. You'll get someone fired up. Now someone else will comment. So uh, on the media side of things, it's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. So for you guys, um, I guess uh, along those similar lines, like do you ever, like how do you collect, how do you go about collecting the feedback? Do you just kind of, 
get it as the comments or the emails or whatever roll in? Or do you ever like send out surveys or things like that? Like how do you have different methods of collecting this feedback to kind of help you out? Um, from my end on, on project, um, we have an owners group on Facebook. I think people that have brands to utilize this and most uh, a fair amount of the brands that do products do. Um, and in there, you're going to get a much closer connection of a back and forth with your customers. And then I also like to, uh, I, I've opened it up to where um, if people just to direct message me and I've kind of made that an open space to reach out to me directly. Um, and I went up getting, you know, a fair amount of what I do for project is uh, the customer service of um, it just it of overall work that we do on project me and Archie I feel like uh, customer service is something we're doing a lot of uh, but that's how you build a brand that's how you build a small brand to a medium-sized brand is by making a connection with your customer base and growing upon it uh, so setting up those groups being open to it um, you know Instagram Facebook social media I know we'll probably get more into that later that that's where a lot of that direct communication can come um, and you need to be paying attention to it and, and giving it back if you want to grow your brand. A lot of mine comes from, you know, just live interactions. I'm sure we all get it too. All four of us get it. You know, live interactions, It's for me, it's the best. Um, you know, people at the events or at the field or at practice or wherever I'm at get to, you know, have a taste of the product and they give me feedback. Normally it's, it's positive. I've only had two people tell me it's terrible. And one of them happens to own his own jerky business. So Tony from Lone Wolf. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's just live interactions. I think for me, it's just crucial. Like I'm sure it is for JD also, you know, live interaction is probably crucial for his business also. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I just gotta, you know, see see what the people write online, and you know, I got I got it from there. You also get it live too, Brian. I'll see you at the field. Like, hey, sick vid the other day. There's some of there's some of that there there there's that, and then there's the guys recently. I've gotten a couple. Um, had a dude approach me at Nightball the other night and was like, hey. Uh, so yeah, watching your vids got me into paintball again, and I was like, whoa, and I was like, dang. I messed up because I yeah. didn't record him saying that. I needed him on tape saying that because that would have been really cool because that is the ultimate goal. Like, you know, doing doing media and stuff is cool, but ultimately I just want people to play paintball because it's awesome. No, I think that's, um, you probably had quite the massive influence in that. You know, I think even like when, uh, you know, but the clips of Dan Napoli, we did the, the best kids in Texas documentary. I still, to this day, every time I go to a tournament, I'll have someone come up to me and be like, Hey, I saw that on Amazon and that's what got me back into the sport. And that reach of that product is is so minimal to the amount of people you're reaching, Brian. So the amount of people you probably um, reignited their paintball career. Um, and that's something that happens. You know, I think a lot of people, they play paintball and even, you know, tournament style, especially or a little bit in their you know young teens and they go off to college, they get a family or whatever. And then they later in life they they, they kind of unpacked it they forgot about it you know whatever but all they need to see is like one cool video clip or, or something on youtube or anything like this and then 
uh, they get back out there. I see it all the time. I hear it all the time. So I think what you're doing is a great service to try to just kind of reignite the flame in some of these players that have kind of walked away, uh, which is amazing. Yeah, I've got it a couple times recently, which is awesome. And uh, we have we have the pipeline at uh, Paintball Fit because uh, we got the nightball. Uh, so you come, you know, you play some nightball. Uh, you don't need a team, you know, it's just walk-ons. It's just, you know, pure street ball. You just jump on the box pretty much with whoever's out there, you know, and then and then we'll get you to come play a, a Mech X, you know. You don't need a team. These are the best things. And then, you know, we get these guys back in, and then boom, we got them with the hook, and then they're they're just in it, back into the paintball. Do you ever get um, anyone upset that you kind of like short bust them? If we can call that a verb onto your, your account. Not really. Some people, some some okay. guys are a little bit like, they're like, oh man, come on. But uh, I mean, we turned that into Monday. So Monday is usually the short bus day. Um, so we, we've, you know, made it a kind of its own thing. Uh, so that, that saves a lot of the people getting really, really upset with it. Uh, I guess, and some people just want to be on the internet. I'll, I'll tell you a quick brief story of, uh, I think I was 14 years old. So this is probably in, in early you know, 2000, 2001 or something. And um, I went and played my first uh, PAX or PMI, one of these tournament series. And I got a picture taken of me uh, and it was posted on the homepage of, it was probably uh, JD, if I remember this, probably Flag Station at this time or, or, or P-Bub. And it was like photo of the day, but it was really like a troll of the day. And it's literally me going into the center 50 and face planning my face into to this bunker. And, but I'm a kid, right? So I, you know, I'm, I'm logging in on whatever it was at the time, Barrel Plug or, or Flag Station or whatever the Texas form was. And I'm in like the computer lab in, in eighth grade. And I see this, I'm on the front page, and I thought it was the coolest thing. And it's just me getting clowned on. But I literally thought, like, I've made it. Like, I'm on the internet, which is a little bit different back then, I, I guess. But I was like, I'm on the internet, showing all my friends. And I'm like, it's just me face planning. So maybe people do like getting, uh, you know, it's probably an honor to get on, you know, Verbal's Reel, whether or not you're getting shot five times and getting blown up or, or, or the one doing the action. Yeah, you made it. You made it. <laughs> yes. I thought that it was really cool last weekend. Uh, somebody came up to Verb and asked him, like, "Hey, man, I was playing really good in in the Snake side, and you know, you're gonna get my, you're gonna get me on there." And he's like, "Actually, it's more of the the fuck ups that really get the highlights better." So, <laughs> but it's real. People don't want to see the guy just looking super sharp and going down. They want to see the guy core sample and do. Everybody wants the short bus reels. They're the best. Yeah, that's the thing. I could have you go get a five pack. I could have Christian go get a five pack. Yeah, perfect angles, you know, behind them, seeing them shoot every person. And I mean, that would go probably pretty viral. But if he core sampled and his loader exploded, uh, that one's going to go the majority of the time. So. And Ryan, I'm just going to backtrack. For me, it was the roster. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the media it gets people into it so more more and more of it for sure uh so next question here um so let's talk about uh kind of early on in the process obviously you know one of the first things that you got to do is come up with a brand name or come up with a brand logo 
Let's talk about kind of the importance of getting that one right and what you guys have done, like what your process was to like decide on yours. Well, I could tell you XTPL because back in 2000, everything was extreme. Everything was extreme. So that's why XTPL. So it was Extreme Tournament Paintball League. That was, that was why we were XTPL. And we did everything extreme too. We had, I mean, we had the paintball munching contest back then. We had, at Halloween, I had the, the you, came and you came in a costume. We did one-on-one. One one. Everybody was in a costume. And we had guys dressed in bikinis. We had one guy come in a, in a jock strap that was duct tape, literally duct tape. And that's all he wore. He didn't even wear socks. He wore a duct tape jock strap and he played one-on-one paintball. So, and, and we just, we had all sorts of crazy costumes that people would wear and it was awesome. And we did all sorts of prizes and stuff. So the extreme part was important to us and we did all of that stuff. Now it's, it's important because it's X ball. And so the X still has a place in paintball. So, but that's, that's where that came from. And then my Hydra brand came Johnny and, and Colton and Brody and Trenton, they all kind of talked about it. I don't remember which one of them came up with it, but it was the Hydra mentality, um, which you, you see us pushing out a lot now because because I do think your brand name has to have meaning. Don't just go out there and go, Shazam. You know, it needs, needs that meaning. And for us, the Hydra mentality is, you know, you cut off a Hydra's head and it grows back too, so it only gets stronger. So you beat up on me, I'm only going to get better. You know, I, you, you, you thrash on me in a tournament, I'm going to come back stronger. You're going to show me my weak points. I'm going to get better. So that's where our Hydra came from. And uh, so that, that was my mentality on that. My paintball fit, um, you know, it is a um, family integrated team, obviously, because it is our team. Uh, but it also was in the beginning, we wanted a place to practice and get better where when we went to our field um when i opened up paintball fit i was sponsored by jed out there at cousins paintball park and it was great loved jed to death and loved playing out there and it was, it was fabulous for years the only problem that i had was i needed a place that when we were in a rhythm and things were going and all the teams were rocking that we didn't have to oh wait we got to take a 30 minute pause so the rec ballers can have the air ball field and then we got to sit there and watch a bunch of kids and moms with titmans play. And, and then about 45 minutes later, okay, they're done. Okay, and now let's get back into it. And then it's hard to get a groove on. And then what do you mean he left? That guy, and, you know, so we started Paintball Fit. And that was the purpose, was to give tournament paintballers a place to play and not worry about rec ball. We didn't, I don't rent out guns. So the names had meaning. And, and it, for me, fit is if you were in fighting, you're a well-rounded fighter, right? You got to be able to grapple. You got to be able to punch. You got to be good with your feet. You got to be good on, on all walks of, 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 the, of the fight. In paintball, one of my biggest pet peeves with players that I've had on my teams over the years was I'd have my back players. And I'd be all the way up on an island, up on the 50, playing where everybody else is dead. They're dying, and I'm like, dude, why didn't you come up here? And he goes, because I'm not a front player. I play in the back. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? 
And then so then I was like, no, you're an insert player. You start in the back, but then you get your ass up in here. And then I realized people were like, oh, I, I don't play the snake. I only play the D side. Sooner or later, your ass is going to be in the snake. You need to learn to play the snake. So if to be a to be paintball fit in my mind is you got to be able to be a back player. You got to be a, a one or two or a three. You need to be able to know how to play the snake. I promise you, Colt's probably the biggest guy out there on the field. That motherfucker will be in the snake just like that. So, and he could play the D side. He could play anywhere. And you need a small player. Same thing. Small players like, oh, I can't play the back. I only got to play the front. You need to learn to play it all. So for me, the name is very important. And so paintball fit has multiple meanings um is you have to be a well-rounded fire uh fighter you need to be paintball fit you need to know the mental game uh x factor is what it is because of ryan he is such an intelligent factor in their team that he knows every asset every aspect of the field he knows all the players he knows everything and without that you can't win tournament paintball is won or lost in the pits so you need to be paintball fit. You need to be able to physically play the game, but you need to have that paintball IQ and be able to mentally know the game and know your opponents and know it all. So yeah, your brand name, super important. Work on it. Take some time. Don't just pick something fancy. Make sure it has meaning. Everything I do has meaning. So that's my feelings about the name. Yeah, so um, mine is from The Usual Suspects. Um, which is a 1995 Kevin Spacey film. Um, and the main character is Verbal Kent. Um, and I threw an H in there um, so that I could uh, acquire it on all social media platforms. I used it as a, a gamer tag and such for a long time too. But uh, I threw the H in there so that I could have it and I could have a seven-letter name without putting numbers in there. Um, so it was, it was very important to me to have a strong name that I could... Um, you know, uh, when you when you watch the movie, all right. So everyone, this is your homework. You have to go watch The Usual Suspects if you haven't watched it, and watch Verbal Kent. And uh, yeah, you'll see Verbal, and don't underestimate Verbal is what it comes down to. So that's that's wow. uh, that's the the name uh, the the part of the brand. Um. Yeah, Uno's is uh, it's a pretty unique story. Uh the way i came up with it well actually um the name came from my co-workers uh when i worked at the retail store for t-mobile um they started calling me uno um i went through a medical condition where it uh, took one of my vital organs one of my two vital organs that are down in the midsection you know and uh, mm-hmm. i was left with one so uh my my co-workers started calling me uno and um i kind of just named it after myself essentially but you know i didn't expect it to be where it's at now like ever um i just one day decided to go all in i took the leap of faith and um it just now it's coming to me like i just want to be the best jerky there is so when people think of jerky they're just gonna think of uno you know the best jerky you could ever have you know and that's kind of what i strive for and um I hope I can get there at one point. I mean, my vision is obviously to grow into a bigger brand and, you know, like be the official jerky of the Texas Longhorns and eventually the, you know, the official jerky of the Denver Broncos. That would be amazing for me. That'd be an amazing feat. And 
of course, the word Uno would have to be in there, so it would be the number one jerky. Nice. Um, and for us, yeah, I think, um, you know, where the name project and the branding came from is, you know, we, we kind of had two concepts going on, you know, when me and Archie were kind of sketching out the original Project G, um, we just thought that that was a cool name for a gun, right? And so, you know, we sketched out the gun coming up. I think a lot of people use the term project when you're working on, you know, creating something, you know, that this is the project I'm working on. So I came with the G and then the company came, you know, roughly pretty, you know, I had a concept for a business in paintball for a long time and I'd always been kind of kicking around. And once we had success with the project G, it's kind of like, all right, well, what do we want to name the company? Um, and it kind of just like, well, you know, we have this, what we're working on is these different projects, these different concepts that I had of we can make this product and we can make a, a spin on this product and this, this project. And so well, let's just, let's just run with it. So that's kind of where the name came in. And then as far as like some of the branding, our logo, we've gone through kind of multiple different iterations, but I think the one we're on, um, you know, Nick Laval, I don't know if everyone knows, but he's our kind of the third member of, he's our product designer and does a lot of our, you know, he does our you know, designs on most products and then most of our, uh, you know, branding as well. And so we've gone through some different logo iterations. And if you learn most recent one, it's kind of like uh, almost like puzzle pieces coming together to make um, kind of like a, a project kind of coming together. So that's, that's on that. And then on the other side of branding, which is something that most companies, at least, uh, especially, you know, paintball are using right now, and, and it's been like this forever for business in general, but kind of like that icon logo, that separate uh, thing that you don't have to have your, your full on um, written logo. And when we were first coming out with project, that was the biggest thing to us because me and Archie are both into like um, geometrical patterns, uh, something and being able to use that, those elements within desi design. Um, and oh, I would say there's a lot of companies doing that um, now. Um, and which is cool. It's a cool design thing. Um, a lot of people are kind of using that into their design elements, but to make it work the best way for, in our opinion, was to find something geometrical that we've been able to kind of work in. Um, the initial one, um, Archie kind of had sketched out by hand. Um, I fought tooth and nail to not go with that one. Um, and, um, and so we kind of kept going back to the drawing board. Um, and it was actually, uh, Dimitri Nino said, helped us come up with the concept that we are using now. And, and I think it's been kind of a, a pretty, you know, solid kind of push for our brand. And I think when people think of project, uh, at least people know, they know what our icon is. Um, and, you know, Meter helped us out with that. Meter, um, if anyone knows him, he's got a very um, passion for design and always has and fashion and these types of things. So it was good to kind of lean on your buddies um, and kind of come up with the full kind of concept. And, and, and that's why I'm saying, you know, project it's, we work with a lot of companies and a lot of different, um, players and friends. And so it is kind of all like one puzzle coming together to produce, um, one project, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so for, as far as like the podcast branding, um, uh, first step for me was, okay, I'm going to make a podcast about you know, featuring Texas paintball and members of the Texas scene. So it could be players. And uh, the whole premise was let's not only get pros or um, people like within the industry, like like big names within the industry, like people at 
like the the main companies like HKGI things like that I wanted to feature like all different like people that are doing like really cool things but uh the the focus obviously was Texas uh for a while and granted I've had a few people here and there from outside of the state but um so the first step was okay let's let's get a logo designed uh, where you, you look at it and you immediately know, okay, Texas paintball. Uh, so just ended up partnering with, um, one of my friends who had a, you know, she was a graphic designer. And so I said, Hey, this is like the concept. I want it to be about Texas paintball. Um, show, you know, it, that that's the thing that they need to think of. And so they sent me a few, uh, ideas back and this is eventually what we came up with and then as far as the name obviously it was like okay it's got to be paintball but you know think of something that isn't um obviously taken but also like hey get into like let's get more about like kind of the if you think about like the pits during the match that's kind of more or less the behind the scenes uh so getting more of that perspective of behind the scenes and like the daily life and their stories. So that's, that's eventually how this kind of logo came up with, which I, yeah, granted my, my stakes are a whole lot lower. Like I'm not, I'm not selling product. I'm not, um, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of money like flowing in and out or anything like that. Mine is more, or more so about like getting the stories of these individuals out. So um, just getting a logo that was not too like, I guess intense would be the word, like uh, something that uh, someone who's just maybe casually watching and listening, they wouldn't be like, oh, this is just too extreme. So that's like why the the logo itself, like the it's a little bit more cartoony in the design as far as like the mask and then the backs, the box of pods on there. A uh, little bit uh, of a softer uh, like presentation there. Uh, so let's see. There's actually uh, Brian. I see that you responded uh, to a question here in the chat. I think that's a great one. Let's actually get that in there. So this is from Pat Rayborn on the Titans. He said he asked, uh, "Has anybody uh, experimented with using AI tools to inspire ideas or create content?" Yeah. So I like that one a lot. Um, because we have uh, Jay Money out of Paintball Fit. Uh, he plays with Paintball Fit, um, but we call him the Amish Assassin, the Rumspringer Reaper, uh, the Butter Turning Bandit. I mean, we I just typed in um, a bunch of ideas into Chat GPT for nicknames. I I said uh, I said, would you give me so a list of nicknames uh, with alliteration because I love alliteration. Um, so would you give me a list of nicknames with alliteration um, for an Amish assassin? And then so we got the Rumspringer Reaper. So if you don't know, a Rumspringer is when an Amish person uh, goes out and ventures out outside of Amish life and uh, sees if they like it that way or not. And um, so and then we added Reaper on there for the alliteration. And uh, I think it's a really cool thing. So I've been uh, I've been pulling up some things. Uh, there's a thing called mid journey, um, and you use discord for that and, uh, you can type in what you want to, um, to make a photo of. And, uh, so I've been coming up with different, uh, you know, different, uh, Amish assassin kind of, uh, graphics so that we could put them on shirts and such. 
Um, I don't know. I think AI is crazy. Um, I, I did a video the other day with him, uh, with J Money, and uh, at the end, he turns into like an Amish dude walking down the field. And I didn't know that it was so advanced in video already, but this AI stuff is just, it's just crazy. Uh, and so at the end of the day, don't believe anything you see because AI is just wild. Sweet. All right. Uh, so next question here, uh, which is brought to us by BEM Raps. So let's talk about as far as like once you have the brand and the idea kind of established, uh, how have you all uh, grown the brand either through strategies and then what are some things that you've learned either to do or even to not do? All right. Well, for me, um, I just, you know, I just uh, continually post. Um, consistency uh, is the most for any brand. Um, if you're doing social media, uh, you want consistency. So keep uh, keep posting, keep at it, keep creating content, and uh, yeah, that's that's how I've uh, looked at that. For me, it's. Uh... Stay true to what we believe in and we, you know, don't jump the shark. Uh, don't sure. jump the shark would come from happy days when they did that episode where Fonzie jumped a shark. And they always say, don't jump the shark because that's when it got stupid. Like that was just a dumb thing for them to do. Um, but uh, I, I don't try to overstep what I do. I do what I love. I do what my family loves. Do what you do, what you do with your business. Don't try to... Don't try to be too big too fast. I think that uh, you should start off doing it um, and just let it grow naturally. That's what we do. Um, I didn't come from that. Looks like uh, we lost JD there for a sec. Hopefully we'll get him back in. Uh, just one thing I want to add. In. Oh, there we go. Are we okay? Yeah. Yeah, you froze for a second, but we got you now. Oh, got it. Um, but start small. Oh, and Brody's using up all his internet. I'll try right to now. Use, you know, don't overstep what I'm to do. How is it not working? Uh, <laughs> uh, you keep going I in did. and out here for a second here, I but I, I don't know what's going on. Brody's gaming too hard, I think. <laughs> um, on our end, I think probably I'm one of the sure biggest challenges. Is get the uh, the sizing correctly, um, and it seems like it shifts a lot all the time. And so, you know, one product you might have, you know, and it's for us, it's often like not having enough of you know, a certain size, and we're not able to, um, and it sells out super quick. And then I have all these people like, hey, you know, I wanted this and this size, this size, and then then we'll make more of that size on another product, and then it, it seems to be the opposite. And I think that's the biggest challenge. And, um, and I think when you're starting a new company um, and what JD was mentioning about trying not, not to grow too big, too fast, if you have your sizing off on a product, um, you can wind up holding onto a lot of inventory, which, you know, as a very small business, um, that, that could sting you pretty good. Um, so those are the things to kind of uh, walk before you run. Um, don't always just chase the easy money. Um you know, I, I, that, that's a big one, you know, take on projects that you're passionate about 
um, you know, we've, we uh, on our end have passed on lucrative projects that have uh, with other manufacturers that we just weren't so sure that that's what, you know, we wanted to put our name on uh, in, in a collaborative effort um, where we could have cashed in and, and made a significant amount of money. But it's at the, at the side, it's like, where does that hurt us down the road? You know, are we 100% confident that this is the product we want to put out? And, and we, we backed out of it. And some of those decisions are hard to make because the money's dangling in front of you like a carrot. But it's important not to be short-sighted and just trying to, you know, chase down the quick and easy buck because at the end of the day, uh, that's what's going to get you in trouble. If you want to have a successful business, it's all about longevity. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that for me, it's uh, similar to verbals where it's consistency, right? Like I got to stay consistent with the product. Um, you know, I don't think people would appreciate if they tasted, you know, the the Texas Titan flavor one time and it's the best jerky they've had then the next time they taste it it's absolute garbage um so i i think that consistency for me is key and the biggest don't for me is don't get anybody sick you know i i know it sounds cheesy but like you anybody that tastes my jerky is literally trusting their life essentially like with me that i'm not gonna absolutely give them you know a bacteria or something like, let's be real, right? Like, when you taste food from a restaurant, you're trusting them, but they're not going to give you salmonella. So, for me, you know, just don't hurt anybody, and that's why I have such high standards for my jerky. I can't just put out, you know, garbage. I got to make sure it's at a high standard and everything is perfect with it. That's a good point. Base level, yeah. don't get people sick. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. great point. But, yeah, I mean... It's our biggest thing. And I think... JC kind of bears more burden than than some of the rest of us do when it comes to that. But it's the same thing. Like all you gotta do is give someone one bad experience one time and then they're gonna go off and tell the next, you know, three or four people that they see or ask about the brand and that shit just kind of sprawls, you know, rolls downhill. So um yeah, it's important to do all the due diligence and not give somebody a bad experience. And when you do, um you want to do your best to, to make up for it. You know, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, we sent out um, some shirts um, last week or, or, yeah, a few days ago. And I got a message back and someone, you know, I think on two instances, the, the stitching had uh, kind of come open. It just wasn't fully stitched well. And that happens. Um, but, you know, I could have said, oh, well, too bad, you know, how do I know you didn't rip that? Or I could have just said, oh, well, here's a refund. Um, here you go, send it back, uh, which is, and that's putting the customer out. Um, or, you know, I can go above beyond and send them more than they ordered. Um, and, and you know, I hope not everyone goes on and, and rips their stuff right away and starts sending me pictures every time trying to, trying to get more. But um but that's that's the way i view things is that i i want to go above and beyond at my own financial uh maybe detriments not the you know my own financial small loss to win later you know to make sure that my customers get the best experience they can get um you know as opposed to you know, oh well i'll oh, shoot you know that's you know fifty dollars that i already spent and now i gotta you know come up for it and that kind of stuff like it's the cost of doing business is to make sure that you can um 
facilitate your orders and and eat it if something goes wrong and sometimes stuff goes wrong and you will find that um saying so, if you're not willing to eat it at the bad times then people aren't going to be there for you in the good times right yeah and i think above all at least for me it's just above all f- like have a good product uh before anything else and if if you have a good product then the rest will kind of come through but with that being said like don't like don't fall into the trap of hey i need like maybe you have announced the uh, release date of something or like uh you have a schedule out but then in your like you realize hey this product isn't quite ready to be released like don't don't then just push it out anyway so that you're trying to keep it on time. Uh, I think a quote that I remember, I think it's maybe from a Nintendo uh, executive. Uh, he said, you know, a delayed a delayed video game is eventually good, but a, uh, you know, if you release it and it's bad, then it's bad forever. So uh, don't, you know, don't uh, rush to get things out. Just make sure like above all, make sure your product is good and that you're staying kind of focused on, you know, keeping your mission statement in mind, whatever your mission statement may be. Like for me personally, my goal for the podcast, or I guess my, my target audience is a little bit different because it's, I'm not targeting listeners. I'm, my experience is targeted toward the guests that come on the show and making sure that their stories are featured in the best way that I can, uh, having like the overlays and the production value there to highlight them and their experiences. Cause if I, you know, if I have maybe a, like I, I could go out there and say, Hey, let's get Ryan Greenspan. Let's get Alex Frazier. Let's get Oliver Lang, like all these big name people. But ultimately if it's not a good product, then a like your listeners are going to dry up or your your viewers and then b no one's going to want to come back on the show so uh like for me my target audience i i approach it as let's uh let's do right by the guests and then kind of the rest will follow hopefully uh jd will get his stuff figured out uh but uh looks like we're having some struggles there but we're going to continue here so kind of speaking on that stuff let's talk about social media so this one this question's brought to us by uh FU Athletics uh go to the fuathletics.com use code in the pits 25 for 25% off of your order so um as far as your social media strategy how important is it to your brands and like what how what are your approaches to it you can take that one verbal. That's kind of up your alley. I mean, I'll I'll start off there for sure. Oh, because that is my brand is the social media. Um uh that that's just, you know, um I my advice is to use them all, use all the social medias, um, and put out as much content as you can. And so when you look at this stuff, it's interesting. We all have um, we all have video cameras in our pockets with our cell phones now. So everyone can create content at all times. Um, and I recommend doing that as much as possible. So like what I do is I watch so much paintball action all the time. And I don't care about paintball action 
at all. Like I love watching it, but like I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what you're eating. You know, like if we're looking at just people, like I want to know what you're doing in your off time, um, not on the field personally. Um, so everyone has the opportunity to share that out there. Um, it does take a lot of, to put yourself out there. It takes a lot to be able to talk on camera. Uh, that's always, that's always a challenge to, uh, be able to talk on the camera, but, um, yeah, my advice with social media, use them all and just keep cranking it out. I think JD, I think we got you back in right now. So let's, let's make sure you get in this as well. Can I can hear you now. Okay, perfect. So, uh, and JD, if you continue to have issues, let's try to turn your camera off. I, I sometimes find that, uh, with the camp here, JD, go ahead and try turning your camera off and then we'll just get your audio. Sometimes I find that that kind of helps the connection. So JD, the question here is how important is social media to your brand? And then what are some of your strategies around it? Oh, social media is hugely important um, in, in life in general nowadays. Uh, so having, I don't know how you can have a business without social media. So it's very important. It's important to be able to show people, you hit on this earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, um, show people that paintball exists, show people that they can come and, and do what I do and, and come and enjoy um, the life. For me, paintball is life. I mean, I've been doing this since I was 18 and I absolutely love it. And anytime I can share how amazing this sport is and the amazing the people is, it, that's a win-win. Um, so many people struggle in life looking for something to do and to, to uh, unplug from whatever their day-to-day -day action is, whatever their work is during the week. And paintball to me is a way to re, uh, regenerate and get ready for the next week. Um, and so social media is the number one way I can show them exactly what we do because there's a misconception of what at a bachelor party or whatever and when i'm able to show them can you guys hear me or is this yes yeah we can hear out? you oh, could hear you for okay. a second there um when you're <laughs> yeah when i'm able to show them the true reality of well the gates so it's very important I don't know if am I glitching out. Yeah, it's also? it's kind of going in and out a little bit. Um, but if you want to, I think we I think we got the most most of that for the most part. Um, so, uh, yeah. So Ryan, how about you? How have you been handling social media? I know you've done a little bit more as far as like you've like created a community around your brand. Yeah, I think. Um just in general, I think our, our, our brand is for the project goes is heavily reliant on, you know, our marketing is straight up through social media. That's how we let people know about our products. That's how we communicate with our customers. Um, it's just one of the things that it's just a, a free source of marketing, uh, for the most part. Um, that if you're not gonna, you know, include advertising into that, which, which we're as project, we are, 
I guess because of me and Archie and just we're, we're kind of um, we have privileged enough to not have to advertise to, to reach our base. Um, but that is a big, a big part of um, social media and being successful on social media is advertising uh, for certain businesses that in, in releasing PayPal products might want to investigate. Um, but for us, it's it, it's really everything. You know, this is how we let people know what we're making. This is how we tell them where to buy it, when to buy it, uh, and how to communicate with us. So it's extremely important. Um, I think me and Brian probably approach it a little bit differently as far as you know what works best for him is to um, put as much out there and see how it sticks and what goes viral and what the algorithm picks up and what it doesn't. Uh, and kind of how we approach it is we really curate uh, what we're posting um, and we're kind of constantly trying to fight a similar algorithm battle that he is. Um, but we found that when we only post and we know we have a really good post um, and it gets a lot of engagement because we're not posting all the time, uh, that we have a little bit more favor in the algorithm uh, in our particular, you know, instance uh, to where we're getting a solid reach uh, rather than if we're posting multiple times a week, you know, the same product, the same images, and then people are like, oh, that's awesome. They see it the first time and then see it the next time they're not engaging at the same rate. And then the next time they're not engaging even lesser rate, uh, we might lose some favor in that, you know, almighty algorithm. Uh, that we can all sit here and try to speculate on how it works and it'll change by next week so it's it's not worth our time um but it's it's one of these um situations that um we we personally try to curate our content that goes on the feed um and kind of use the stories as a place to um post more often more frequently um and get more um you know kind of reach that way but for us the grid is important aesthetically uh, to kind of display all our work um, if you've learned about our brand for the first time and um, you know as far as paintball is um, it, it's big but even you know someone like Archie or, or myself that should have a, a kind of a a decent level of, of reach in paintball but we're just talking about tournament paintball and on um, people that play and even players that play tournament paintball that even give a shit about professional players which I'll tell you what really isn't as big of a section as, as if you would think there's plenty of uh, a high percentage of players that play tournaments all the time they play divisional that's what they do for fun and they could give a shit about what's going on in the pro field like those people exist so we need to find ways to reach those people and we, we're still not scratching the surface um and so uh but when we do and someone comes and learns about projects for the first time and they don't know who i am they don't know who archie is we get them on our instagram account I want them to be able to look at our grid feed and scroll down and say, wow, that product's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And go down that feed and everything they see looks cool and great. And it's not just um, every little post that we make. That's our, that's how we approach it. Well, cool. uh, something I kind of want to offer here is just the importance of uh, at least for us, like, Obviously, we're all within paintball and uh, and really big within Texas and and paintball in general is a small enough community where uh, like those interactions between like maybe yourself and one individual just means more. Uh, it's not like we have like hundreds of thousands or millions of customers or fans or followers where um, where you just it's just too much to manage. Like uh, our 
so the engagement aspect is really important and I've had uh, and kind of a sneak peek of what's what's to come here on the show is I actually recently had someone uh, email me uh, about getting on the show and they're uh, a pro player or, or it's a fan listening in all the way from Iran and uh, he's messaging me saying, hey, there's a Iranian player uh, who plays on uh, the uh, I think it's Dottis is the name of the team uh, really? and and he is like, hey, let's let's get him on the the podcast and just being able to like do individual interactions like that um, where, hey, like obviously this person isn't within Texas. That's not my original like uh, starting point or the, or the main focus, but like something like that. Like obviously this is someone who listens to the show on a weekly basis and um, like cares and and just being able to interact with someone like that and i really like ryan what you were saying about like going the extra mile with uh with people that you interact with either through like customer service or anything like that and it it really uh like that that needs to be something that you do especially as you're kind of growing that brand um uh, so yeah, uh, like I've had that person I had, um, like somewhat early on, uh, I had Christian Woodmancy who was a, uh, pro player for energy elite. Uh, but he was like real big in the, in the Brazilian jujitsu world. And he messaged me, it was like, Hey, I love your show. Can I like appear? I'd love to talk about something. So just, uh, having like cool, unique interactions like that, you're going to meet some, like aside from the whole, like growing your your base and uh and doing customer service like just in general you're gonna have some really cool interactions with really cool people sure so uh yeah next question here um as and this one's brought to us by paintball kumite so as far as adversity goes what does adversity or challenges look like within each of your brands and how do you go about dealing with it all right i'll jump in real quick here because for me it's dealing with the algorithms and having no idea what they're going to favor the next you know the next week like you know like i'm like all right i think i figured it out i just need to post people dumping paintballs on the floor and we got it and that went on for a while and then that just died off and then you know now i have no idea what clip will go viral i don't you know trying to figure out these algorithms is i don't know it, it's very hard but uh you know so we keep cracking it every now and then again so you know you just got to keep at it and uh just see see what works that you know it's kind of what sticks against the wall for me but uh you know that my thing is i always want to put out the highest quality content that i can um at least it'll look really good um so yeah um for me it would be the uh the vendors um that i have to deal with um for the <clears> most <throat> part my my meat vendor he uh he cuts my 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 meat pretty pretty consistently um but there's times where i'll get thicker pieces than i'm supposed to and i have to go in with my knife skills and try to fix that and sometimes it doesn't come out the same sometimes those pieces are a little bit more chewier than i'd like them to be 
or they taste, you know, they'd have a little bit more fat than I'd like to be. So I'm wasting, you know, when I buy 180 pounds and 20 of it is waste because, you know, there's too much fat in it. It's just, it, it kind of, it kind of drains the, the cost of the product, you know, it brings it up a little bit and, um, and then I don't have enough product. I have to go make another, you know, dehydrators worth of a certain flavor because, you know, I lost 20 pounds in waste of, and it, don't get me, when I say waste, it's not bad meat. My, you know, we reuse the meat like for tacos or whatever, but it's just too much fat for jerky. So for me, it's, it's mostly like vendors. That's like my biggest obstacle when it comes to running the business. It's just a vendor. For me, it's the education. It's educating the players, whether it's, if it's Hydra, it's educating people that uh, this is not a volleyball pad. Because people will look at it. Very first thing people say is, oh, that's just a volleyball pad. It's like, have you ever seen a volleyball pad and tried it on? I get I get the reference, but it's nothing like that. So then I have to explain to them it's a compression sleeve and that kind of stuff. Um, for paintball fit, the education of, no, you do not have to be on a team. You can come out here and, and play, and I will introduce you to people. And it's a very welcoming community. And the education of... Not like it used to be, because back in the day, you'd show up if you were in the black jerseys and we were in the blue. You're my fucking enemy. Not only on the field, but off the field. And it was going to be a brawl. I remember going to to practices at fields, and it was always a fight. That doesn't happen at Paintball Fit. So educating them that all are welcome. We try to keep it, you know, a family environment with understanding 95% adrenaline rush men. So, you know. It's not truly family, but it is. You know, we try to keep it very family friendly, very opening. And it, and I don't even say that we try to because it doesn't. Now it's all of you that that do it. It's it's kind of a a, a self cleaning situation. So it's pretty awesome. But educating people that they're welcome at the paintball field, um, and they don't have to be on a team. If they like tournament paintball, they can come. Um, educating people with my XPPL, same thing. I have to educate them that. We're not your typical tournament scene. I don't go by divisional ranking. We, you know, and so we have our more of a skill ranking kind of a thing. We we try to make even at our mech X, we break the lines up, and people don't realize that. So I think with all businesses, educating your customer of what you offer is the most important thing, and you need to think about that of how you are going to portray what you're selling, what you're offering to them. So I think education is is my biggest hurdle. That all and it's it's a continual. It never stops. Yeah. Um, for us, I, I think it comes down to um, you know just like the the work and um, and putting it into. I think some people you know look at um, you know the what you're having to go through in a kind of a negative connotation, but like that those problems is what breeds success. You know, I think people, you know, for us, it's like people probably look at like me and Archie, we like to attack our business um, in the same way that we would a paintball field. And that's us constantly kind of going back and forth and, and, and bickering, if you will, of the bouncing off ideas and going after each other until we get the best product possible. Um, and then when we're coming into, you know, the, the brand of it, you know, a lot of that is is we're kind of, you know, kind of going deep and going into these things and disagreements and, and these types of areas 
to try to arise at a place where um, we're finding solutions or are coming to terms or we're getting better together. Um, so there's an adversity kind of created in, um, you know, the way we're approaching things and, and making them difficult. But the, the, the beauty is what you can produce out of that adversity. Um, and that's really kind of what you have to kind of not stray away from that adversity. It's what can you take from it? You know, if, if verbal's not, if he's looking at the algorithm and he's just like, man, fuck this thing. Like it changes every week. This is costing me money and, and is making me all day. I'm having to think about this and just say, well, whatever. I'm just going to um, not worry about it anymore and, and, and just, you know, give up on it. Uh, and not really look at that adversity in the face, then he's not going to, you know, better what he's doing. He's not going to be one step ahead of the other 30 videographers that there are and just paintball alone, if not more, trying to do exactly what he's doing. You know, if JD's not going to take the adversity of someone complaining about how he, you know, runs his tournaments or how he, his field is or whatever, then he's not going to be able to to make that product better and, and kind of rise above it. Um, and, and face down those challenges. And so I think, you know, people look at adversity, that's bad. Without adversity, um, what are we doing here? Like it's, it's about the journey, not the destination. And, and like we, that's the adversity gives us that journey to kind of do that. For sure. Yeah, if it was easy, everyone would do it, right, Ryan? 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as far as uh, from the podcasting side, uh, adversity, um, you know, you could have things like, Oh, your guests power went out or they, you know, they had to cancel on you 10 minutes before, uh, going live. Um, uh, you know, you could have all sorts of technical issues. Um, so, uh, as far as like how, how to deal with that for me, like the, the more organized that you are, uh, the easier it's going to be whenever things do go wrong and you have to pivot. Uh, so for me, like I've got, um, like, each week I have like a, I have a template of my script where it, you know, there are a couple of questions that I, I do ask on every episode, like, like, like the introduction, like, who are you, you know, tell us your background. And then the thing at the end where it's like, Hey, tell us about like an up and comer. Um, and then of course the making sure that everybody that's, uh, sponsoring or partnered with the podcast, make sure they get mentioned throughout the show. Uh, so just having that template saves me a huge amount of time. Uh, and then as far as like the list of guests, I have this big spreadsheet where it's okay. These are, this is everybody that I've had on before. This is like about where they are from in Texas. And then like kind of their, uh, like, what area of paintball are they in? Are they a divisional player? Are they a field owner? Are they a brand? Are they a media person? And then off to the side, I have a, people like, Hey, these are like a list of people that I have yet to get on the show that I'm wanting to get on. So, uh, let's say, and I have had this happen where someone like cancels on me within like 15 minutes of going live. I have this whole list of people that I can, I can just go boom, boom, boom. Hey, Hey, can you come on last minute? And because I I'm organized like that, um, it's real quick, like, okay, this person said, yes. All right, let's open up the template. Just change a few, uh, questions, maybe insert some specifics. Uh, like, uh, a good example would be James Cobb's episode where, um, 
I, I think I was supposed to have Nico Hyde on, uh, that episode. And then he messages me is like, Hey, you know, we, they, he had like an emergency on his farm. Like a, a bunch of cows got out of the, the fencing or something. So they, uh, he needed to reschedule, but, uh, because of that, I was like, all right, I've got James lined up. I've already got some kind of sample questions out there. It's, uh, not too big of a deal to change a few names here and there on like the name plates and, uh, and then we're just good to go. So, uh, I, I would suggest like the more organized that you are, uh, the, the easier it's going to be when things go wrong. And then also like templates are huge. Uh, the, the more that you can incorporate template templates where you're like, okay, these are like my pre settings for, uh, everything that I'm doing, then you don't have to fiddle with that every single time. You can just load it up and that saves you, you know, minutes to hours of work there, which I'm sure Brian is very familiar with. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about dialing in the workflow that's, uh, you know, you, you can, you never know what's going to happen. So you, you just got to have it be able to adapt at any point and, uh, throw in there what you got to throw in there. hundred percent. Um, it's, I, I say this a lot. Paintball is life. Life is paintball. I've said it to my kids growing up and, uh, and it's true, you know, in the game of paintball, you got to be able to adapt to what the other team's doing. Um, because things are going to change and, and you, you need to have backup guns. You need, you know, in your car, you need to have a spare tire, you know, you need to have everything. So whatever your business is, you need to be prepared for bad days. You know, right now, now I'm on my cell phone because my computer was crapping out. I don't know what was going on with it, but I didn't have time to fix it anymore. So bam, 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 get on the phone, go to the email, fix it. And now I'm back on again. You have to be able to adapt at the paintball field. I have a backup compressor because people say we're in the paintball business, but really we're in the air business. Because if you don't got no air, you ain't got no paintball being played that day. So you do have to have, like you say, you have all these backup templates. Hopefully you don't need your backup, but you need to be prepared. So, and that's why good teams do good because they're prepared for the worst. You hope you don't want it to happen, but you need to be prepared. So if you're going to start a business, you're going to do something. Don't just think of the good days, prepare for the worst days and you'll be great and loving life on the great days. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. There you go. Anytime. Oh yeah. All right. So this question is uh, brought to us by get that shot. Who's uh, going to be at NXL Chicago. So if you need media for that event, go ahead, hit them up on Facebook or Instagram. So all three of you guys have brands that, um, although like they're, they're very successful within the paintball community, they also have the potential to like, kind of go beyond that and make a name like within like kind of the general public, like obviously, uh, JC, like it's, you know, more than just paintball players eat jerky, uh, JD, like for, uh, the owner of a paintball field, like it's you're not just catering to the existing player base. Like you're trying to bring in new players from outside of paintball entirely. And, uh, you know, same thing with, uh, Brian, like everybody enjoys the content that you're putting out. It's not just paintball players. And then, uh, Ryan, uh, same thing with you. Like, you know, the stuff that you're wearing, especially when it comes to the apparel, like it's, 
it's not just, oh, this is a paintball shirt. No, it's like a really cool shirt or it's a really cool pair of shorts. And that can, you know, it has the potential to go beyond just the paintball community. So um, as far as your strategies with engaging, like with the general public, like what, what do you have going on there? So for me coming in, that was a big thing was because I had a lot of Mav stuff too. So people are like, oh, wait, whoa, what is this? What is this? You know, what is this Luca content? What is this? You know, all this other stuff, all these, you know, up and coming high school basketball players too, all just high quality stuff. Um, and there's definitely a lot of uh, opportunity there. But, uh, you know, I just love paintball. And uh, yeah, I'm, I will definitely look into some opportunities outside of it for sure. But uh, end of the day, like I said, that's always the goal is is just to grow paintball and get more people into it because it is freaking awesome and everyone should come play. So, yeah, I guess um, all four of our companies have a common goal, right, of growing paintball. Like um, my labels have actually this is still has the old design on the labels. If you look, it says "Grow Paintball" in the corner of my labels. So when people eat the jerky and they ask, you know, what's Texas Titan? What's Balls Out? What's Texas Demo? You know, I tell them these are the paintball teams around Texas that I decided to kind of do a name play with the flavor of the jerky that it is. Um, So, I mean, that's essentially what we try to do. You know, we try to grow the sport. I go to pop-up markets a lot, you know, farmer's markets, um, whatever you want to call them. Um, I try to have a consistent schedule, but lately it's been getting crazier. We're getting invited to the, you know, NXL, getting invited to WC, like, um, that kind of messed up my schedule, but my original schedule was every second of the month, I'd be at Goliad market days, which is a huge market day thing out there. Um, so for me, it's more like just trying to go out as much as I can to educate everybody about my jerky. Wow. You know, shout out to Anson. He's the one that told me you need to educate people on your jerky, man. Like, yeah, you're right. I do need to educate people on my jerky. So, yeah, that's um, that's what I try to do. I just try to get out there, um, go into all these markets, whether it's worth my time or not. I'm just putting, trying to put myself out there and trying to get as many people to taste my jerky as possible. And also find out about some cool paintball teams. For me, um it's about bringing people to the game of paintball and showing them what an amazing life it is because there, there is nothing better growing up in paintball and, um, and having friends that played and then left, got out like, ah, it's too expensive. They would go out and waste their money doing other things or do stupid things. And, and, and then now I'm 53 years old and I've had, I've been playing since I was 18. I have seen a lot of young men come into this game and get out of this game, throw their lives away and do stupid things where the kids that stayed in it and grew up playing paintball went on to become great young men, great fathers, great everything. And I attribute that to the game of paintball because the game of paintball has a self-weeding out thing because if you play paintball, you don't have time to go and party and do all these stupid things on the weekends because I got to play paintball on the weekend. You don't have time to waste your money on 
stupid things because you need your money because you want to get that new gun. You want to, you want to play this tournament. You're saving up money. You do work at home. You make sure you get your schoolwork done so that mom and dad will still pay for you to play paintball this weekend. So you tend to toe the line and do the right things. Why? So you could play paintball. And so I think that every parent, if you're looking for something for your kid to get into, you're maybe your kid's great at, at normal traditional sports. Maybe he's not. Paintball is good for everybody. And when I can show somebody that has no idea what tournament paintball is, and I can show them the game, these kids get involved in it, and then they stay focused. They do better in school. They go on to college. Um, you, you look at somebody like Haley. You know, um, Lupe brought, brought, has kept her in paintball this time, and now look at her going off to college. You look at you look at Ryan. He just said he was playing when he was 14 years old, and look at him now. Now he's got an amazing company. He's had an amazing career, and and the list goes on and on. I believe that paintball is the ultimate thing to have your kids in. And when people say, I don't know, man, that's a really expensive hobby. Let me tell you what. There's a lot more expensive, worse things that they could be doing that you'll never see a good memory from it. And to me, life is about making memories. And there's no better memory than memories that you can remember. So going and getting fucked up on the weekend, that costs a lot of money. And then it just got a hazy memory. But paintball, I got, and it's not even the games of paintball. It's the camaraderie and the doing the things and getting people involved in this sport means the world to me because paintball is an amazing game and that's what i want i want to keep going outside of the paintball and bring people in and uh show them what what a great life it is live the life man i said it back in the 90s that was their thing live the life or in the 2000s and and i love that they, and that's what my family does we live the life and i wouldn't have it any other way i love it Ryan, I know you're, uh, the way your business is structured, like with the, the limited releases, it, it may be a little bit harder to kind of get your uh, product and your brand out to more of the general public, but do you have any strategies as far as that goes? Um, yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're constantly increasing what we're doing, the amount of products, you know, it's kind of a slow, a slow growth and, you know, we kind of have a, an interesting, you know, where we're not really trying to, we're, we, the you know concept of the brand is we want it kind of to be limited and hard to get um but as far as growing outside you know we're really looking to still grow within paintball too you know we're trying to win there that's what we're most passionate about and eventually you know if, if that does sprawl into other areas um i mean that's great um and especially if we can you know create a bridge back into paintball and expose more people to, pay, to paintball that's even better um but yeah, I think some of our apparel and designs can work out in uh, what is called the real world. Um, but at the end of the day, like we're our our main focus is on paintball, um, and it is. And I think to to JD's point, and you know some of the amazing things about paintball is, um, and he's hundred percent true. I've I've seen paintball save a lot of people uh, and and get them on the right path uh, for better. Um, it also it's just the other tools that you can take over into that real world as far as teamwork, um, dealing with other personalities, um, like having to process information very quickly. The things that will make you successful within a team and on a paintball field um, 
in life in general, as far as be that business, uh, going to work in a company, uh, in relationships, uh, all these types of things. As a parent, um, you know, I have a lot more patience than I can have with my kids um, because I've had to coach people that I've had to learn a lot of patience with uh, and learn also about how to, to not, you know, um, respond to certain things. Uh, in my, my other business outside of uh, PayPal with my employees, you know, I was able to um, take a lot of what I've, I've had to learn as a coach and I had to learn quickly that you can't coach everyone the same way. That every single one of your players has a different personality, a different thing that motivates them, um, a different thing that might send them um, into kind of a hole where they can't function and can't optimize at the same level. Um, so I've been able to use that, you know, with employees and dealing with different people. And, and these are all skills learned on the paintball field. And also learn by, um, you have the opportunity, you know, I, I played traditional sports for a while in high school and you have relationships with your coaches, but it's, it's more so, you know, like, you know, you know, brand like rub off your knees and get, get back on the field. Uh, and depending on the size of the team you're on in sport, you might not have such a direct uh, relationship with the coach and when paintball, um, you got coaches, you have team owners, you have mentors, you have team captains, you have people from different walks, walks of life that you can really learn from. Um, and a lot of these mentors exist. And so as a young man, you know, just like for us in X Factor, um, you know, for us being able to spend that amount of time with Alex Martinez, um, it, it's completely shaped uh, the way in which a lot of us have gone through life and, and the things that we've been able to achieve. And I'd like to, you know, you know, rest on I've achieved a lot, but I'll tell you what, there's a few retired X factor players that have achieved more in business that I could ever dream to achieve. And a lot of that just comes from them being able to, we all spent time around, each other and we all learned from Alex what hard work meant and how to get together and achieve a common goal through hard work. And that's what paintball would bring to you. Uh, so just just kind of to reinforce kind of what JD was saying, I know it's off on a tangent a bit, but uh, paintball is great. And, and as a parent, um, you know, I would love my, my children to get involved one day. For sure. Um... <clears throat> Uh, as far as from the podcasting side, uh, as far as reaching people outside of paintball, I think, uh, the biggest thing that I can do is just, uh, be sure to, uh, like feature the guests and obviously the guests, like they're, they're so varied and like, it's not just pro and divisional players. Like I've had like Clint Riddle, he's an artist and a high school art teacher. I've had, um, like a couple different media members, um, had people that like uh, Ryan Polito, who uh, is the webcast, the guy that does the webcast for WC and USXBL. And he's not like that much of a paintball player, but he also does things like the paintball trading cards and just getting that huge variety of people and topics. Like obviously those individuals will uh, more than likely, uh, whenever their episode comes up, they'll make the posts and they'll share them and then like their own little communities, they'll tune in for those episodes. Um, but other than that, it's just like 
there's a lot of cool stories out there in general and just uh, making it more about the that person and their story versus just their contributions to the game uh, kind of expands your horizons and uh, your potential there as far as reaching others and, and really engaging and hooking them with the story that you have. Uh, so this uh, final question that I have here is brought to us by Hydra. So uh, obviously for uh, JD and Ryan, this question is going to be a little bit uh maybe less applicable. Uh, but, um, as far as the brands turning from passion projects or side projects into something more than that, uh, at what point did you kind of realize that that had happened? And I think we actually had a fairly similar question here from Brandon Ortega in the chat. He asked, uh, can you guys recall like the kind of the breakthrough milestone where your brain, where your brand, uh, started to really gain traction? All right, so um, Brian started hitting pretty quick. Uh, I think it was 2019, and I was at Fit, and I was at an XTPL event, and that was the first tournament I shot, and I was a decent photographer at the time. Um, and I just finally just risked it and got out there and, you know, started doing it. And, uh, you know, feedback was fantastic from that. And then after that, I just kind of, you know, kind of went all in, um, saw the saw that I could do it and uh yeah it was uh, a crazy leap but uh yeah it worked out pretty good yeah I think um for me it uh it was more it was a kind of combination of things you know um going to the field taking jerky you know getting a lot of feedback from it um just being able to sell it but when I went all in it kind of took um another little medical thing, you know, was in the hospital for like 10 days or something like that, or like an ICU for I don't even know how long. Um, and I was sitting there and I go, you know what, this whole, you know, I got bad news from, from work where they weren't going to be able to continue their employment, their employment with me, um, when I was in the hospital. So I said, you know what, I've always kind of been good at this whole jerky thing. Like, let's just do it. Let's just go all in put all my money where my mouth is and let's just go and do it. Right. Got onto bunker fest. And ever since bunker fest, the first one that I was able to go to, I mean, it's just, it's been, it's been great. It's been growing exponentially. Um, it was a little scary because I did put all my, did put all my money into one basket and said, let's, let's run with it, see where it goes. But, you know, luckily the, the leap of faith kind of, kind of worked out for me. So, I'm enjoying the ride right now, but I I don't want to stop at this point. I kind of want to get better at everything that I do. That's always the thing is like you don't want the videos to stop going viral. Like you want to you want to keep running it up. I totally feel that, and I I can totally relate to that. So I don't know that I have a moment when because I still I I. It's it's just it's a it's a it's a ride of passion for me, and and I've always loved it. You know, I went through years of playing, and then I got cancer in 2010 and stopped playing, and and it was like 2014 or 2000 no 2012. Billy and them came to me, and you know, were like, "Dude, you gotta get out of the house. You gotta get out here." And start playing again and johnny and everybody said yeah let's play paintball again 
I mean, I still had the store, right? So I was still around paintball, but I wasn't going out because I wasn't healthy. I wasn't doing it. And so I got back into paintball, uh, hard, like actually picking up a gun again and playing. And uh, we started playing the AXBLs back then and then just realized it was awesome again. And it was everything that, it, that I needed it to be. Again, it was something that gave me back my youth again. It gave me something and I forgot for those few years and but I did know that I needed to make memories and paintball was the thing that made the memories. And I got back into it and we started and then, you know, then everything slowly, nothing was intended to be huge. It just happened. The knee pads, because people wanted them. So I started making them for them. Um, the paintball field, we did it for ourselves and invited other people out and they started coming and it just happened. You know, in fact, when I did paintball fit, People actually told me at that time when I first opened up Paintball Fit, they're like, what are you doing? Paintball is not what it used to be, the tournament scene. And I was like, you're right, because there's nowhere to play. I got back in and I'm like, there's no like tournament scene. Back in the day, it was fun on the run. We'd go to fun on the run. You go to those backfields and it was the shit. And the rec ball players were down below. We had the hyperball fields. We had their airball field. Uh, Torn would set it up, and it was it was awesome. Other than that, you had to go down to X Factor um, at at the original X Factor out there. Uh, you know, original place that wasn't even X Factor. It was uh, where was that? It was in Round Rock, or he was in uh, Marcus. In Marcus, yeah, yeah. So we would have to, and uh, but still, it was worth it. And I drove. I always had to drive to play paintball, and so then when we opened it up, and and if people just started loving it. So I guess, you know what, truly that would have been the moment because we had the lower field and it, it started off calling the shockwave and, and getting uh, North Texas shockwave to come out and practice apex predators at the time. And then immediately um, other people started coming. And then the Jackson brothers showed up and said, Hey, you know, all right, you know, AC is going to start practicing here. And then we realized, wow, we got something really good. And then that's when I started looking at the back of the property and start. And as a family, we we're like, this is what we're going to start doing. But that was the moment we realized what we were doing was exactly what we wanted. And then, and that was within months though of opening up. And then we went to the back and we spent the next year building, but we knew what we were doing and, and it was by design. And I loved the moment that we held the first you was it USXBL? I think at that time, or maybe they were still like I remember when Rab changed the name. But we opened up our back three field, and people were like, "Did you ever think you were going to have something like this?" And it's like, "Yeah, we designed it this way." But that was the moment I knew that it was real. So if I had to pick that, I mean, Paintball Fit did it, but the rest was just—it's part of the passion, part of the dream. And believe me, we have more stuff going on. So we're, we're still looking, but the, the ride never ends when you're in love with what you do. You just keep going. It's just like my love affair with my wife just keeps getting better. So there's, there, there's no end in sight. So if you build it, they will come. He said, yeah, yeah. for us, uh, you know, it was, um, you know, I, I would say that it was supposed to be more still a, a side project initially, but you kind of had the concept of, 
um, you know, the Project G was initially kind of separate than the, you know, the company were two separate concepts that, that came together at the end. And that product flew off the shelves. But, you know, we, we, we had a good feeling that that might do so. Uh, but for them, once we started, you know, project and started producing, you know, I think the first thing we made was like a long sleeve was the first thing we produced. And we, you know, it went well, but it, it definitely was like, okay, like we might have something here. Um, and we just kept going in. And a few products then, you know, things started to, um, you know, everything always sold out quick for us. But we started noticing like, oh, well, we made 80. Um, but there was 300 people on the site and then it's like, oh shit, you know, does that mean we can make 300? Um, and it kind of went that way. And I think that was the moment when we started seeing the big numbers and that the sellouts in 30 seconds, that kind of stuff that we knew we kind of had something. Um, and then from there, it was just kind of, um, you know, do we want to, and it was an easy answer, but do, do we, you know, want to reallocate time, um, into this business and really approach it from a more serious standpoint of, you know, where we're really going to dedicate time. Cause you know, there's just not a lot of time you know, in the day, you know, you know, X-Factor takes up most of my weekends. Um, you know, my kids take up uh, my time, and, uh, you know, as they should. Right. And so it starts to limit stuff. And, you know, I have my real business that, that I've been doing for 13 years and, um, for me to refocus more time into paintball, I kind of had to hire myself, uh, rehired something taking on my workload and so, meaning that I make less money over there that I could have made and just been very, um, you know, I just kind of kept going through that very the safe play. But for me, it's like, well, this is my passion. This is what I believe in. This is what I've really dedicated my time and my sacrifice and my free time for, uh, for the past you know 25 years um and why not well i can you know take the leap and, and go after it as long as i um have things you know in a position where i can sustain um you know and and take the shot you know if you never shoot your shot you'll never know um and so that's really all it takes yeah for me as far as like the where it i mean this is ultimately the podcast is still a passion project uh it's uh, it's not too like now that I've got all the templates and stuff set up and uh, uh, kind of it's it's running a lot more efficiently. Um, it's not that much of a of a time commitment per se, but it's it's also at the same time like yeah, I'm at the paintball field every weekend, uh, oftentimes Saturday and Sunday, um, and then you know sometimes during the week. And more and more people are kind of recognizing like, oh, this is are you in the pits like. Um, but as far as like the, the moment where I was like, oh, this is something special here. Um, I think the first moment for me was when I got Alex Martinez to come on the show. Uh, just knowing like how big of a name he is within Texas paintball. And, uh, like for me, it was like, oh, this, like, this is like, for me, it was like, oh, this is like the the biggest person that I could envision like having on the show. And that got done, I think within the first 10 episodes. And then after that, it was when Christian Woodmancy emailed me, he asking like, Hey, can I appear on the show? And then after that, it was, um, the guys over at kinetic paintball emailed me. They were like, Hey, we've got a new product coming out. Can we come on the show and talk about it and stuff? And now like the, uh, 
And then uh, on top of that, just look kind of looking at the metrics each week of where the listeners are tuning in from seeing like I think the first time that I saw someone from outside of the uh, outside of Texas was pretty cool because there were a few people from California. But then when I saw some people coming from like the UK, from Canada, from the Middle East, from Mexico, uh, that's where I was like, okay, this is like this finally feels like it has its place within the community i guess is the best way to say that um so yeah i think that uh that just about does it for our show um this was a little bit of an experiment but i think uh i think this went really well to be completely honest with y'all uh i hope that everybody listening uh is able to get something out of this maybe uh you you have an idea of your own that you're like kind of on the fence of doing a little bit more with or jumping in. Uh, hopefully you got something out of this. Hopefully uh, everybody here on this call got uh, a little, you know, something to take away from each other. I know I definitely did. Uh, so last question is brought to us by gel Stewart's brand compete message him on Facebook or Instagram mentioned in the pits for 10% off of your order. So guys, thank you so much for your time. Uh, do you have any last uh, parting words of wisdom that you'd like to say before we sign off? Failure greatest teacher is. Don't be afraid to fail, man. I mean, we all took a leap. All four of us sitting here, we've all taken, all five of us sitting here have taken a leap in something or at least in our in our business and our product. So don't be afraid to take it, man. If you fail, guess what happened? You just learned probably the biggest lesson you are probably going to learn your whole life, maybe. Um, so. Just take the leap. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I feel like in today's world, a lot of people are afraid to just talk to each other. It's so weird. Um, just don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, I know I reach out to Ryan quite a bit, and he's always responsive and very nice with things. Um, JD has always been very polite with things. Um, Verbal tries to troll me sometimes, but it's okay. <laughs> no, he's very polite and Christians, you know, he's a homie. Um, you know, much love to Christians. So we all come from all different walks of the world and don't be afraid to ask for advice and don't be afraid to take the leap. If you're passionate about something, just go and do it, man. I mean, you're already there. Just go do it. I love that. Yep. That's what I say. Just keep, just, keep putting out more content but uh i would i would like to thank christian for having me on again and uh jd absolutely um because uh because of jd i'm at where i'm at now uh, i've been able to uh go and shoot paintball um during the week uh at nightball which is the coolest thing ever and then uh on the weekends too so i get to go see my see my buddies and uh uh, like they say, it's not work uh, if you love what you do. Um, so that's the biggest thing is, you know, I get to go hang out uh, with the guys that I enjoy hanging out with and uh, make uh, hopefully cool videos of them. Sometimes, you know, they're comical. But, uh, you know, if if I wasn't able to go out and practice my craft um, four times a week, I don't think I would be where I'm at now. So uh, big thanks to JD and and the paintball fit family and uh yeah I'll just leave it there verbal shoots everybody on the field i do i do shoot everyone on the field <laughs>
for, for me, the, the best advice I can give you is remember that paintball is life, life is paintball. And in the game of paintball, go with your first instincts. If you think when, when you, that first thought comes to mind, I need to go, I need to go and you know, stick this fucker. You go and you stick that fucker. But when you think about it and you second guess it, shit, that window's already closed. In life, go with your first instincts. Go with it. Go for it. Get it done. Never, never go back and regret not doing something. Go for it. And I'll just leave it with, uh, you know, just take time to appreciate the good things. And, you know, if you don't do that, um, you'll spend too much time and focus on, you know, worrying about the bad things. And then when you do have success, moving too quick onto what is the next thing uh, and what's going to be that next thing that's going to get you bigger and bigger. And if you're not able to sit back and say, wow, you know, I set a goal and I achieved it, you know, pat yourself on the back a little bit, you know, take a night off, think about it, you know, revel in that success a little bit. Uh, and then, yeah, push forward. But if you push forward too quickly and you never really look at what you achieved or just continuously keep setting the bar higher and higher for yourself without really being able to take a step back and realize that you're, you're, that bar is already set higher than you may have thought it would and well higher than other people may have ever, you know, dreamed to get. Um, then you're just kind of going to live a life that maybe is a little bit less um, sunny, if you will. That was great. Yeah. Like, right all, all great pieces of uh, wisdom there. I think mine that I'm going to contribute is, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to make those connections uh, with others, especially in paintball. There's so many cool individuals. There's so many knowledgeable individuals uh, that are uh, more than happy and more than willing to uh, help someone out with something if they need it or need advice or uh, whatever the case may be, make those connections, you know, reach out to someone, even if it's not someone like at your local field or whatever, if you're just reaching out to someone online, even if it's a pro player or a coach or whatever, like reach out to them because they, you will be surprised. Like, there's so many cool individuals and they're uh, all very willing to help you out because they, you know, mo more often than not, all of these guys uh, remember when they were first starting out and they all have someone that helped them uh, when they were first getting started and that's where they are now. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that does it here for our show. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Everybody online, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, be sure to go follow all of these guys. So go follow Project at Project Double Underscore PB. Uh, follow Uno's Jerky at Uno's Jerky. Follow uh, Verbal at Verbal. And then follow JD at uh, Paintball Fit at uh, Hydra Fit at XTPL Events on Instagram. So, uh, everybody listening, what other guests would y'all like to see on the show or what other topics would you like to see a round table on? Uh, be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it. Hit the subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on youtube.com slash at in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Uh, shout out to my partner and sponsor tier subscribers on Patreon FU athletics, get that shot, paintball, Kumite, compete, BEM wraps, skull monkeys, paintball, Hydra, XCPL Events, Uno's Jerky, uh, Mariachi Aguilas de Oro, and Pod Runners Union. Uh, so we will all see you next week 
for episode 63, where we're going to have Paul Hubert and Ty Bateman, pro players for Austin Notorious. Uh, yeah, I've known these guys for a long time. It's going to be a good time. You're not going to want to miss it. So we'll see you then. Uh, gentlemen, thank you again for your time. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. You guys have a good night. Be safe. Well, good night.